to All About Apprenticeships, brought to you by the HomeServe Foundation. I'm Georgie Frost, and in the second of our special National Apprenticeship Week episodes, we're focusing on trade and construction. That's because a new in-depth study into the sectors by Capital Economics has found a worrying chronic shortage of key trades, including plumbers, electricians and carpenters, which could seriously harm the UK's economic growth over the next few years. Now, the report found that nearly a quarter of a million apprentices are needed to fill this gap. Helen Booth, director of the HomeServe Foundation, is with me now alongside John Frith, chief people officer at Checker Trade. Welcome to you both. Helen, start with you if that's all right. The HomeServe Foundation commissioned this study. Uh, just tell us why and what you found. Give us some of the headlines. Oh, hi, Georgie. Yes, I think the whole reason we commissioned the research was very much about the concern we had in the looming skill shortage for this country. Um, It's great that government are talking about building back better and there is a lot of focus on construction and home improvements in the growing and building agenda. However, we have concerns that if we really, really want to improve the economy and create opportunity, we need to ensure that we have the skills to support this. And our report shows that there is evidence to say that the skill shortage will get greater. Um, We haven't invested as we should in skills development in this country over the last few years. We haven't unlocked the potential to increase the number of apprenticeships particularly. And we really, really want to address this now before 2030 when it's evident that we will need at least 305,000 more qualified apprentices in the construction, home improvement and repairs sector alone. So that's actually 44% higher than the um, figures that we've been achieving over the last five years. And what figures we are comparing is actually 2019. So there is a recognition also that the number of apprenticeships dropped by over 50% in 2020. So we need to really build back from not just the numbers that were being delivered in 2019, but recover the significant decrease we all experienced last year as well, which is really, really heartbreaking, particularly when you think about the number of young people that have lost out on an opportunity to take on an apprentice. Absolutely. We've spoken though, Helen, in the past of a a chronic skills shortage. I just want to know what what is different that this picture is painting for us, this report, a worrying one, of course. Is is it all down to last year and and where that now puts us or is is there something else there? No, it's definitely been building for a few years, Georgie. I think when um, government introduced the training levy a few years ago, um, it did give large employers the opportunity to think about um, taking on an apprentice and using the levy to do so. However, it doesn't really suit the needs of the small employer. And when you look at this sector and the fact that 60% of all employers in the sector employ less than nine people, they're very unlikely to be paying the apprenticeship levy. Therefore, we need to make sure that small employers are supported and encouraged to take on an apprentice to really unlock the potential and give those apprentices an opportunity that they so deserve. What are you hoping to do with the results? 
We're going to obviously share it with as many stakeholders as possible. We've already got great connections with a number of businesses in the sector. We want to obviously share it with government as well. Um, We are presenting the findings at a roundtable event at the House of Lords um, during National Apprenticeship Week. And we would really welcome the ears of as many ministers as possible to think about um, productivity and economic recovery from a skills perspective. We need to really challenge, can we really build back better if we haven't got the skills available to do that. So it's really, really important that we influence political leaders as well and start to invest in this agenda in the same way we've invested in university in the past. But let's really support young people to increase um, their opportunity on taking on an apprenticeship. Let's get the numbers from one to three young people taking on an apprenticeship to one to two, and then we can really achieve great things. John, what did you make of this study? What's the significance to Checker Trade and, and, and what you've heard Helen talk about just now? So, hi, Georgie. Firstly, I, mean, I think it's an amazing report. You know, as a country, we need more apprentices. Um, our members in Checker Trade need more apprentices. Um, and for the government to be able to deliver against its targets around new homes and the green agenda, um, you know, I think it's absolutely critical you know, rising unemployment, particularly at the moment, you know, particularly in the youth sector. Um, and I think this whole risk of, of talent drain um, due to the ageing workforce and Brexit is is going to make a, uh, a material impact if, if, if we don't get this right. So, you know, for me, the key findings and sort of taking on from what Helen said, you know, 228,000 apprentices in the key trades, um, you know, a 44% increase on the current levels. That That is a huge, huge increase. Um, and then particularly when you align that with, you know, a fifth of construction workers being over the age of 55, you know, it just makes that challenge even bigger. Um, and particularly from our experience uh, of recruiting apprentices um, and the feedback we get from trades about how difficult that can be, you know, it just makes the challenge even more important um, and one that we need to act on now. Um, but if we can get it right, it will have such a massive impact on the economy um, and particularly on the well-being of the whole country, you know, as we start to recover from this pandemic. How have we got here, though, John? As Helen says, you know, this has been coming for years. Why do we need to act now? Why didn't we act years ago? I, I mean, my opinion is we should have acted years ago. I think, as as Helen said, it's it's continued to decline, um, and therefore the only way to address that decline is to is to act now. You know, we can't change where we are. Um, there's a load of factors that we've sort of referred to that have, have brought us to where we are today. <laughs> Um, so I think that the key thing is that, you know, we, we start looking forward. Um, we start encouraging, um, you know, all sectors to look at apprenticeships. And that's something we're massively focused on within Checker Trade. Helen, what actions do you reckon should be taken now then to address what you said could be a fairly bleak future without any intervention? And as John says, we need to do it now. Yes. And I think the HomeServe Foundation has recognised that the more support we can give employers the better. We are able to kind of really think about how a large employer addresses this um, issue, but also how small employers um, address it as well. And that is where, you know, the support from Checker Trade has been amazing. And John's involvement in the HomeServe Foundation has really helped because we can really give feedback on the challenges that large and small employers currently have around taking on apprentices that support really needs to be sort of 
on a number of different levels. We have to make the process simpler. We have to give the information and guidance in a way that employers can understand within the sector at the moment, particularly small businesses that are extremely busy, under pressure, um, home improvements are increasing, more people are working at home. We want to support these small businesses to get extra resource in their business that will really add value to their workload and help them grow as a business for the future. But they don't know how to do it. They don't know where the advice is available. They don't really know enough about the funding either. And I think when we look at funding, we're really, really aware that there isn't significant incentives for a small employer. There is a lot of time that goes into supporting an apprentice, particularly in the first year. They need to spend time training them, guiding them, and they won't necessarily see a return on their investment until year two. So we really, really need to incentivize an employer in the way that they would take step and action and employ an apprentice. In Scotland, they've increased the incentive to £5,000 per apprentice. We would really like to see um, that happen in England as well. We have had um, a survey out to a number of small businesses and the renowning feedback has been, we need a better incentive to be able to um, do this and commit to it. And also with the Kickstart scheme in place now, it's great that um, you can take on a Kickstarter if you're an individual business now. However, there isn't any incentive to transfer that young person onto an apprenticeship. So again, we need to encourage employers to convert that six-month placement to an apprenticeship and allow that young person to grow their career and their experience and gain training and not just um, sort of finish at the end of six months. So that is another opportunity which the government can support. You say to there is funding, of course, um, but more should be made available. We can't deny we are going through economically dire straits at the moment. It, how would you persuade the government that actually this is an investment? Well, it will certainly um, support the economic growth in the future. If we don't do it, there will be an impact on um, wage increases, which will obviously translate to increased cost for construction and for home improvements. We need to think about the inflationary cost if we don't do it. We also need to think about the contribution that these apprentices will make as they um, start to work full time and pay their own taxes and um, this could equate to a significant amount of money which will far outweigh the uh, cost of investing in the apprenticeships in the first place. And we also need to think about um, these apprentices as being small businesses of the future. They have the opportunity to learn the skills and then develop a great career by potentially setting up their own business in the future and again, that will have a significant impact on the productivity of the country. It aligns so perfectly with, with our purpose within Checker Trade. Um, and as Helen said, it's it's I'm delighted and great and so pleased to be involved because for us, it's about how do we make home repairs and improvements easy for everyone. Um, you know, as a digital two-sided marketplace, we have to get that balance between the trade and the consumer. And as Helen's mentioned, you know, inflationary costs 
um, create a difficult or, or negative consumer experience. And it also means if you've got less available trades, that then the timeline increases. So you want to have your work done. It would usually take two months before they can start. All of a sudden, it's three or four, all leading to consumer dissatisfaction. Um, we have a large number of emergency jobs that go through our platform. You know, if we can't respond to those quickly, that creates more consumer uh, risk from a health and safety perspective. And so for us, it, it really comes down to um, a great opportunity for us to help our trades. We are already looking at the trades of the future. So we have an aspiration to have 200,000 members on our platform. Um, and to do that, we're very keen to talk to local colleges because we absolutely recognise that those uh, apprentices will become trades of their own and we want them to be part of our platform. I'd love to know more about what you're doing to encourage your members, though, to consider taking on apprentices. You're obviously working very strongly in this in this area, but... What are you doing in terms of your members? Well, so it's uh, so it absolutely starts with us as a you know from my perspective is making sure everybody in our company within Checker Trade is aware of what we're doing um, with the foundation. So even tomorrow, I'm doing a, a company briefing about the, the the great foundation we're putting in place with the Home Sir Foundation. What we're starting to achieve, we have a hundred. Um, member experience advisors who are on the phone and available for the trade. So the more they know and understand about how the foundation can help, how they can speed up the process, you know, where we've got levy available for them to utilize, you know, all makes us, um, you know, work better together and support our trades. We have a very strong community platform, which is all about sharing suggestions and ideas from us to the trades, but equally between the trades themselves. So for trades who have had apprentices and benefited from apprentices in the past they get to share their experiences you know how they went about it how we can utilize the foundation to you know to save them time we do regular monthly communications with all our members to effectively explain how easy um, we could make this and how we are there to support um, and I think as, a, as I sort of said earlier the more that we work together um, and the more that we focus on that next generation of trades the more we can make a uh, a big difference. This is a real opportunity as well. We heard from former Aston Martin CEO Andy Palmer in a previous episode say that where there are shortages, there are opportunities to make money and to fill gaps. Yeah, abs- absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, I, d- I do generally think this is just absolutely the start. I mean, I got involved with with Helen only as recently as September, um, so I do think there is there is a lot more we can do. Um, I think our team within the foundation is growing. I think the understanding of what we can do. Um, is expanding across Checker Trade and through our members. You know, we we are in active discussions with a large number of them about how we can help them with, you know, future apprentices. Um, and I think that's good, not just from a, a sort of a commercial perspective, but from a you know a corporate social responsibility perspective of of what we're trying to achieve together. Helen, you spoke about funds for employers to incentivize, but is there also um, an awareness issue as well of that these are great viable trades jobs to have absolutely georgie i do feel that we need to really raise the profile of apprenticeships and the prestige that can go with them because often when an employer does take that first step and takes on that apprentice and understands the rewarding experience they get from doing that they will do it again and again but it's that first leap of faith that is so important. And um, I think there is an appetite out there. People understand that it is a really, really important thing to do to support the next generation of skills, but they get blindsided by the complexity and the financial commitment. And that 
will make them stall and not necessarily take action straight away. So we do need to work together to guide them through the process and help them access the support and finances they need to be able to do it. John, I guess the same the same to you is is how do we raise awareness that apprenticeships and and these trades, traditional trades are great careers. I think we all have a huge responsibility to play in this. And I think the more we talk about it, um, the more that message gets out. So, you know, from the marketing of, of what the Home Serve Foundation is trying to do from Checker Trade, you know, we have to, we have millions of visitors to our site every month, um, talking to every single one of our trades at every opportunity about why this is a, um, a great thing. And I think from my perspective, you know, using all forms of social media to um, you know, highlight that this is a great future opportunity for everybody. Um, you know, I th- as a father of two, I want both my children to have, you know, really great future opportunities, which, is, which isn't just aligned to, you know, going to university. Um, they need to have different choices depending on where they want to go to. So I think the more we talk about it, the more we get that message out, the more that other companies join us, um, you know, as part of our journey, I think the, the more opportunity we have to, um, you know, to, to shape and change the future. Um, and from a checker trade perspective, we're, we're absolutely invested in it for, for a huge number of reasons. And therefore, the more we can do, I think the better for everybody. Thank you so much, John Frith from Checker Trade and Helen Booth from the Home Serve Foundation. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out nationalapprenticeshipweek.co.uk for all the latest news and announcements this week. If you have any questions or any comments on what was said today, or you want to share your own experiences, you can find the Home Serve Foundation on Twitter at HSV underscore foundation. Just use the hashtag allaboutapprenticeships. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do leave a rating and hit subscribe wherever you found us as it helps other people do so too.